This is Catherine Wiest, painter, printmaker, multimedia artist, and you are listening to Studio Noise. Black creativity is unstoppable. The Studio Noise podcast takes you into the studio with Black artists and creatives making the art that moves the culture. You get to feel all the inspiration, technique, and passion behind the people making paintings, making sculptures, making prints, making noise. It's the Studio Noise podcast with your host, Jamal Barber. It's the noise. Yes, it's your boy, Jay Barber. Special episode today, back with you. Just me and you, chopping it up, talking it up. Your boy, you ain't had a good Jay Barber rant and rave <laughs> in a little while. And so it's just me on the podcast. A little scheduling stuff came up, man. Got a lot of stuff going on. Just did a show out in South Carolina. We'll talk about that today. Uh, but I've also been, uh, you know, through unfortunate circumstances, <laughs> right? Couldn't quite get schedules to line up with some of the guests we had on. Uh, one in particular was completely my fault. Shout out to Harris Whistler, uh, printmaker. We're going to have him on the podcast. But we got to reschedule it. And, then, you know, that was completely my fault. Completely. <laughs> that was completely your boy. Uh, messing up the schedule so we'll shout out to harris harris whistler uh printmaker we have him on the show soon i've scheduled a lot of other people and we're just waiting for confirmations waiting to lock down dates uh waiting to get people on the show i definitely didn't want to like have y'all suffer because of me like everybody out there y'all listening shout out to all the people that's actually listening to studio noise you know studio noise the voice of black art as i say give you the biggest best artists that you could possibly find and black contemporary art, all the artists that you want to know, that you need to know, coming at you every week. And you get to hear the story straight from the studio, straight from the people themselves that are out here giving it to you. You can follow us along. You can follow us on, out on social media, you know, post at pictures and reference episodes and connect you to artists right at Studio Noise Podcast on Instagram. You can head to the website, studionoisepodcast.com. Follow us there. Join the Patreon. The Patreon is great for people that want to get on it. Every little bit of money that you give, make sure that I keep this going. <laughs> you know, I'm going to lean a little bit into it because, you know, if we can get it going, maybe get some, you know, an editor or something or other staff or something like that. So it don't have to be a one man show and just like whatever Jay got going on, uh, determine where the podcast come out. I don't like that. <laughs> I think that's, you know, not worth it. I, you know, at this point, been doing it long enough, committed to it um, for the long term. Long enough that I should be able to like organize myself and get other people in here and, you know, make sure this thing is sustainable. Make sure that everybody out there get the episodes that they need right now. Uh, big shout out to everybody that's listening, everybody that continues to listen and, and keeps Studio Noise going all the time. Like, I love hearing from y'all. Y'all y'all holler at your boy, yo, at Studio Noise Podcast. Yeah, thank y'all for thank everybody for listening, yo. Shout out to Jakia Fuller, who, who commented on a post on IG. Uh, hit me back up, said she'd been listening for over a year and she loved it, yo. Always sharing it to her network. So big up, big up Jaquil for doing that for your boy, yo. We appreciate it, yo. I'm going to keep giving it to you. If you keep, uh, if you're still out there listening, go ahead, beep your horn real quick for, <laughs> for me and let people know you're there. Shout out to Deborah Grayson. She said she listened to the studio noise in her car. She don't want to get out her car <laughs> and go do her work. Girl, get out your car. You listening right now? Go to work. <laughs> Go do what you're supposed to do, yo. We'll be back right here with Studio Noise, yo. Back every week, every Tuesday. Keep giving y'all these episodes. 
Uh, so I didn't want to leave y'all just out in the lurch because of my, you know, little mistake. I'm going to keep it going. So I'm going to rant and rave a little bit. Well, it's not even really a rant and rave. This is more of just, you know, hollering at y'all, letting y'all know what's been going on and telling y'all about this amazing visit that I had. You know, your boy Jay Barber loved the kids. And so <laughs> I went out to have a show uh, out in Somerville, South Carolina at the Public Works Art Center. It's an old post office that they renovated and made it into this art center. It has two nice, uh, two, three galleries, uh, classroom spaces, artist studios in there. It's a great place in Somerville, South Carolina. I don't know if y'all ever been to Somerville. It's right outside of Charleston. Um, it's a wonderful place. So it's like Pleasantville. Like you go around, walk around, they got all these shops and like great restaurants. You know, people out there are really nice. And so they got this nice, unique studio art center space right there in in this random town that you would never expect it uh, but people are supporting it and people are there a lot of artists around met a lot of different people there and so it's a great space now part of having a show and this show is called the way through uh, it has a bunch of my paintings and some other work like it's you know carefully curated stuff you know how your boy do it uh giving you the good stuff it's a pretty decent show i'm out there and they invited me out to talk to the high school and the middle school out there so i went over to fort dorchester high school and it was a wonderful, wonderful school. Like, it's really amazing. I've been to a school like this in a, in a while. Most of the schools I go to have like one or two art teachers. They got like six or seven art teachers up there. And they're teaching, they're teaching a lot of great stuff to the students. The work was great. Fantastic. Get to sit with them. And so I spent the day with them. I went over, talked about my work a little bit, you know, had to tone it down for the kiddies. I can't go full on, you know, black revolutionary. <laughs> <laughs> talk about their work uh you know all the issues and stuff that i like to discuss in my artwork uh a lot of powerful stuff but you know i gave it to them i let them know what it was about and you know you know me i get up here and i start random raving i start going and it's all about passion it's all about um showing them what art means to me and what it could mean to them if they put the time into it that's always the case right uh the most influential part is what are you willing to sacrifice to do the thing that you want to do and the thing you want to do doesn't have to be art, right? Uh, art was my thing. Art is what I needed to do. Art is what uh, keeps me up. You know what I'm saying? Keeps me up at night, wakes me up in the morning. Like all the stuff that is comes from possibly being able to create. That's what I love. That's what I love to do. And so sharing that with the kids. And so, you know, I get up there and ran rave and with high school students, you know how high schoolers are. <laughs> <laughs> they don't never they don't they got like the biggest blank poker faces ever like you don't really know if you like getting to them or not like if they understand what you're saying and so you kind of talk a little bit and hopefully hopefully they understand hopefully it all makes sense you know what i mean like you know between them thinking about i don't know what young people think about nowadays <laughs> you know all that good stuff you know uh graduation and going to proms you know dates <laughs> go to little part-time jobs what high school people think about nowadays uh but it's it was good to talk to them and it, you know you get some feedback you know a couple questions about this and that and you start you know seeing people's eyes light up and uh nobody like did anything disrespectful so like i i hope i got had their attention for at least a little while uh but you know gave them the whole jay barber's spiel and then interesting part that we got to do was i actually got to create art with the kids so they had these two um, eight foot by four foot panels and 
the kids needed to start painting them. So I walked them through like basically the process that I go through when I do my paintings, my little paintings that I do. And I start and I'm trying to teach them fundamentally trying to understand them, who they are, talk to them with what they need and give them permission to make art at the same time. It's, it's a complicated thing to try to do, but it's super rewarding to be able to do it because in, you know, in that over the next, I think it's four and a half hours I was there. Uh, they managed to make this beautiful piece and I made it by walking them through it like piece by piece. Like, yo, you get up here, just start painting, like just paint shapes, paint lines, and just fill up the whole thing with anything you could possibly think of. Don't think too much about it. Just at this point in the very beginning, I want you to just have fun with it. And they had all this, all these different house paints and uh, stuff they got from Home Depot. And so the kids went and did that part. We stopped them, talked a little bit, like told them like, yo, why don't y'all come up with objects that you have? So all the kids that was there, they had a, they had a separate group of kids that were kind of like their art uh, elite, <laughs> the art all-stars, you know what I mean? And so they were there the whole time and other classes came in and out. And so kind of the art, like all-stars that were, you know, really into art and doing shows and were talented and were trying to get into schools and stuff like that. Uh, they worked it out and they came up with some great stuff. And so that was the second layer. They painted their objects. You paint your objects up there. Um, everybody's super busy. I mean, it was, I don't know how many kids was up there, 15 kids up there at the time, like just messing around painting, you know, and then I started talking because I love talking. <laughs> I love talking to the kids and like getting to where they are and trying to understand them because I want to know like, what's your motivation? Like, how do you, why do you like art? Like, and what's the thing that it's going to do for you and how you can enjoy it? We end up talking about anime, you know, uh, a lot. And, you know, they got into these deep conversations about <laughs> about how stuff go together and and what they like and all this other stuff. And it, and it just got to be like a real vibe. And it's that's the kind of communal kind of experience that I think happens when people are really into it. And when people lock in, they can exist in the same space, paint on these same two panels, all 20 of us, however many kids ended up like contributing to it. And we can just build this thing up. And it's all about layering. It's all about being free. And it's all, and, and that's the one thing I'm trying to tell them is that for all the rules that exist for making art, part of it is, do you like it? Did you make room for yourself to just enjoy at least part of the process, right? Because art is hard. A lot of the processes, I mean, I'm, I'm a printmaker, so <laughs> I'm all, you know, tight registrations and and, you know, proper pressure and process, all this kind of stuff that like we go through it. Um, but make room for yourself to enjoy it. Give them permission on one part to cover stuff up. A lot of the students, young students, especially, they get to a point where they they think things are precious. They like it and they don't want to ruin it. And so going forward, they don't do what they need to do to make their piece a good piece because they're so concerned about ruining this one little piece of it where they feel like they did this, you know, special thing. And you can do it again, right? <laughs> how do you give, how do you give kids that confidence? I love how teachers are, are, are there with them every day, developing these people 
like in real time, every single day. How do you talk to a kid that's in a particular situation, whatever their situation is, wherever they are, their parents, uh, their family history, their background, their aptitude, whatever it is, how can you zone into them and just tell them that it's okay for you to do this thing and be confident enough, assured enough to make proper choices because you can do it again. That's your safety net. Your safety net is your ability. And maybe they don't know they have that ability. Maybe y'all listening right there out there in to listen to this podcast right now don't know y'all have the ability to do it again and that you get anxious when you put something down that you think is pretty good and now you're just trying to save it. Don't save it. You don't have to save it. More importantly, you can do it again. How do I give people that confidence? How do you give your students that confidence? Right. We're at the end of the semesters now. A lot of, you know, a lot. <laughs> maybe the teachers that's listening to this podcast right now are like in their car saying F these kids. <laughs> they got their shoes off. They ready to peel out the parking lot as fast as they can. Because I know how stressful it is. I know how hard it is to be in that environment and be charged with taking care of people, to be underfunded, to have all these other expectations. My wife teaches high school. She knows she goes through it. I see it. I know what it is. I'm, I'm a teacher. I go through it. I see it. I know what it is. So, you know, big appreciation for all the people that's out there doing it. But I guess in that moment, sitting there with them, it's the, the valuable feedback that I get a lot of times is the after part. It's like we did all that stuff. I try to talk them through it. I try to show them that like, yo, this is special. What y'all did. And then my last kind of words to him was. Like, just remember this moment. Remember how free it felt. Remember the results that you got from just enjoying what you do, following your intuition, learning to trust it a little bit, because that is the special part of it. And yet your students are special. You are special. These people. And I hope they get it. And so part of at the end, you know, they shyly come shake your hand. <laughs> you know how high school kids are. And, you know, they shake your hands like, you know, oh, you know, I really, really enjoyed it. You know, uh, one girl told me that, uh, you know, I usually I usually get tired of people talking <laughs> when they talking to the class. I'm like, damn, that's what it was like. Nah, not you, though. Like you, you were you were good. I actually felt inspired. So stuff like that. Like that's what gets it. So maybe maybe at all the little interactions that I have with them, um, talking to them, people ask me advice about. Um, how did I do this? How do you, you know, make t-shirts? How do you, you know, find your audience? Like, you know, well, people don't really like my stuff. What should you do? All those questions, you know, you answer all those questions, try to be in that moment. I don't remember like everything that I said because I'm there in the moment talking to them, trying to, trying to feed into them. And then when you connect in with those people, you just want them to know that you understand and that they'll be okay. And they should live with that confidence every single day, especially when it comes to your artwork. Because there's no wrong answer. When you're doing it and you're doing the thing that you want to do, there's no wrong answer for you when you pick up that piece of paper. When you go to your studio right now and you've made you've committed and made enough time to go pick up that paintbrush and be right there at your table in that moment. Stay in that moment. Don't judge it. 
Don't put any other qualifications on it. Be in the space with you in the brush and do what you want to do. Because it's okay. It won't look like everybody else's pieces. My paintings don't look like Charlie's paintings. I would love for them to, <laughs> I would love for them to look like Charlie's paintings, but they don't. They look like Jamal painted it. And that's good enough. That's all that it has to be in that moment is the thing that I created because there was nothing there at first. And here I come through with the breath in my body. This time of life that I've been given, I am here in this moment and I get to make this thing. And it's mine. That's so powerful. And so I'm there with the students trying to get them to understand how powerful and precious that is. And to a 16, 17 year old brain, I wonder how it came off. You know, because I mean, I'm 42 year old man. Happy birthday to me. My birthday was last week. My kids ain't make me no cake like they usually do. I'm I'm really like upset. But, you know, that's how dad is. <laughs> dad is it. Daddy. Dads don't get these big celebrations, uh, <laughs> but it's okay. But, you know, in my brain, I know the, the struggle of it. I know the history. I know what you have to do to do this thing. I know what it takes. I know the work. And so with that perspective, I also value the moments and I value the time. And so can I get them to value the time in the same way, to think about it that way, to give themselves permission to do the things that need to be done. And I hope they get it. I hope that they can reflect on it one day. Uh, maybe go back in a couple of years, more four or five years, because they, they're going to install those two pieces that we painted. I'll post pictures of them on Studio Noise. You can you can see some of the pictures at J Barber Studio. Um, or follow Fort De Dorchester High School FDS. No, FDHS Art. And uh, you can follow, see some of the pictures there, but they made this incredible piece. Like, can you look back on the piece and find the piece in it? Peace, P-E-A-C-E, peace in it. Because that's the important part. There's a thing that you make and there's a, the journey of making it. And so how much more can you value the journey of making it will motivate you to keep doing it when it is hard or it is confusing or you don't know what's going on and your life is a little bit out of control. But you are graduating now you're an adult and you don't quite know how to adult. All that stuff. That can apply to you, too. Like if you're a little bit older, like if you got your job and you really want to be an artist, but you're working in a bank. Like, how do you maintain still make room for yourself to do art, still get pleasure out of it, still get the benefit of the journey of making without the rewards that come from sales or doing shows and all this other stuff. Maybe you're not there yet. Or maybe you're there and you're not getting it enough. Like whatever it is, whatever the motivation is, can you still find your peace within the art? It's possible. But I, I enjoyed that moment. I enjoyed like being with the kids and, and having those moments. Like just show me that I need to do more of it. Um, I do it a lot and I get that fixed from working at the college level. Um, I have a great time teaching college and 
like getting to know the students and seeing what they do, pushing them, talking with them, just relating to them, trying to get them to relax. <laughs> it can be so it can be like this kind of imaginary pressure situation where, you know, you want to get grades and pass and you want to get in these shows and you want to do all this other stuff. Um, but all that is just a figure of your imagination. The one thing you just got to do is be in the moment. Something will happen. We'll get there. Like if we get you give me all these students, people that are ready to go, let me talk to them. Let's pull out the brushes and the paints and something will happen inside this this thing. And it's OK exactly being what it is. And so that's how you make art. You just commit to the journey. And hopefully they do that. Hopefully as they they go forward, they were some really amazing students. I really liked it a lot. I need to do more of that kind of stuff. Like you want to invite your boy out to your high school, just reach out to me. Let me know. <laughs> I feel like doing it because I, you know, such a rewarding thing. To be there in that moment and have people like listen to you. I don't know if, you know, you never know if you're going to change these people's lives. I may never see them again. I told them they could reach out to me. Like if they ever wanted like any more questions or any more like things they want to know about being an artist. If that's what you want to do, um, just reach out to me. Holler at me. And so, you know, stuff like that is, is pretty cool, you know? So as I keep going, uh, I got some decisions to make about what the future is going to hold in terms of me teaching. Like, cause I really like it, but do I really like it enough to, uh, to give up part of the studio time to do it? Does that make sense? Cause I mean, it's a job. Like you got to like really commit to it. Like even what I do now is two days a week and I teach all day. But it's actually much longer than that because you got to, you know, have plans and have, you know, talk to students. It's, it's the whole thing. But it's fun. Overall, it's fun. So high school is fun. Shout out to everybody that's out there supporting high school. Shout out to people that's trying to encourage the young artists. Keep doing it. That's what we need to do. Next generation of artists are making are ready, poised and ready to make some fantastic work. And we just have to be there to support them. So hopefully we can all do that. Hopefully you're doing that right where you are, wherever you are right now. And lastly, lastly, as we finish this off, it's just, just a little episode to keep y'all going. I'd uh, love to get some feedback from you on the stuff we talked about. I definitely wanted to give a shout out to all the people out in Buffalo that had to do, had anything to do with that tragedy. Um, it's a wild, wild world out there. And it's weird to go from like moments of such high hopes and such elation and just be creatively fulfilled and talking to high school students and also at the same time be hit with this news of the 10 lives lost uh, to white supremacy. It's still out there and it's still something that we have to deal with. Uh, a lot of artists that we talk to coming up soon will have conversations about that. Uh, it's a part of your life. It becomes who you are. And how do you not? How do we not make work about it? It's so hard. I've been I've been moving on, trying to explore and expand the way that I'm talking and the things that I'm talking about. Beyond the regular narratives of struggle and pain and trauma, I'm trying to, you know, with these paintings I'm doing, doing bright, colorful stuff. A lot of people are like trying to change these narratives, but this stuff happens and it weighs on you. And it's right on your head. And you can't even go to the store because you don't feel safe. You can't 
drive past a cop without tensing up. You can't send your son out to go play in the yard without thinking of things that can happen. It's not. It's heavy. It's a heavy thing to happen. I'm so sorry for that. I had to turn it off. I don't even want to watch like a lot of this stuff happening as it unfolds. Because it's tough, yo. It's tough. And so shout out to y'all. Everybody that's listening, that's doing something with their artwork uh, to deal with it. That's to me, that's the therapy. Uh, when a lot of this stuff happens, it gets on my chest and I want to want to say something about it. I go and make art about it because that's my thing and that's how I do it. And so shout out to everybody that's doing the same. Shout out to everybody that needs an outlet, that needs to find it, that connects with these pieces because they're also feeling the same thing and seeing it um, helps them. It's a mess. It's a mess. So it's a, it's a sad thing. So it's thoughts and prayers for everybody involved except for that guy. And don't get on TV forgiving people and hugging people. That's, that's not what, <laughs> that's not what's up right now. That's just me. So anyway, Hey, to end it in such a low note after experiencing such a high, I guess that's the value of art that we can all like lean into it. And hopefully that can be a part of your journey. And that can be a part of the thing that helped get you through. And so big shout out to you, wherever you are. Keep making it art. Lean into it. That's all I can say. All my artists out there, as we end this episode, Studio Noise, Black Art Podcast, all my artists out there, stay committed to your craft, yo. Uh, don't let these people bring you down. Your art is there for you. And so you use it however you need to use it to get by, yo. And that's the answer. That's the noise. And this is the noise. Your boy, Jay Barber, Studio Noise Podcast. It's another episode. We'll be back next week. We got Clarence Hayward on the podcast next week. We're getting back to it. I'm going to keep you going all summer long. Studio Noise, the voice of black art. We'll see y'all next week, yo. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Studio Noise Podcast. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Please take a second to rate us and write a review to make sure everybody knows about the noise. Follow us on Instagram at Studio Noise Podcast. 